Welcome to HLB Cross Border Business Talks, HLB's global podcast series on international business topics. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Leslie, and I am at the HOB Annual Africa Conference uh, hosted this year in Mauritius together with uh, Clancy, HOB's global non for profit leader, and Dave, HOB's global international tax leader. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit today about the development of Africa as a continent and more specifically about the role of the non-for-profit sector um, in, in the development of Africa. So my first question to you, Clancy, uh, where do you see the role of non-for-profit organizations? Thank you. Uh, the not-for-profit organization today have got a very important uh, uh, position in Africa and they, because uh, Africa's challenges today, although uh, technology innovation is coming through, is we can we can call it the three main challenges would be social integration, poverty alleviation, and unemployment. And exactly uh, the NPF, the N NFP's uh, sector is bringing a wave of financing in order to alleviate these, uh, these plight in uh, Africa and uh, from different parts of the world, charities, trust uh, uh, foundations are being set up and Mauritius is being used as a base uh, in order to drive uh, funding into Africa but at the same time there is a, a positioning of uh, NGOs and uh, not-for-profit businesses we can take any form which are uh, considered today as being, being really uh, business units. Dave, you work with a lot of non-for-profit organizations around the world and uh, more specifically in the USA, right? Where do you think um, the, the attractiveness for foreign investors is to come to Africa and, and donate to non-profits here? Well, that's a great question, and I think what you'll find is there's uh, investments into South Africa for opportunities, but basically the NGOs and their broad public uh, charities and even some private foundations are really looking after and taking care of the basic needs. Now, while some of the private foundations look at specific targets in their contributions and missions, I think what's happening now is that Africa with the broad-based employment and the rich resources and now the developing infrastructure creates a great opportunity for investors, foreign investors, to bring their money in and create jobs and growth. It's a very exciting time for investors. Yeah. So, so you mentioned the, the private sector there, and uh, when we talk about the uh, non-for-profit sector, there's also debate to what is the role of the private sector and the, and the public sector as well. Um, Clancy, earlier today you mentioned a very interesting um, concept around the, um, the corporate social responsibility, responsibilities of organizations in Mauritius. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, Mauritius has set up a very good example of uh, promoting non-for-profit organizations. And I would say that today the structure that uh, non-for-profit organizations are taking 
they are in free basic sectors. Government is, uh, is playing its role by bringing regulations, by bringing laws. And we also have the private sector, which, can, which uh, is in Mauritius, they are obliged to contribute 2% of their net profit to what we call a CSR fund, a Corporate Responsibility Fund. And there is the third category of uh, in the stake among the stakeholders would be the funders. So where all the funders have got officers in Mauritius and also in Africa, and we can mention here the FAO, we can mention UNCTAD, we can mention UNDP, with which we work a lot, and also the World Bank. So most of the organisations in the United Nations are present. But at the same time, there is a big role which is being played by the private sector in order to drive, but also there are regulations. In Mauritius, uh, government has set up a social integration uh, empowerment uh, organization, which is uh, responsible to collect the famous 2% CSR uh, contribution and then redistribute it to foundations, to N N NFPs, organization, and for them to drive their social uh, uh, objectives. And of course, this doesn't stop to the boundaries of Mauritius, but it goes beyond. Madagascar is included, the Indian Ocean region, including Rodrigues, including Seychelles, and of course, Africa. How do you see the balance between uh, private and public sector in other countries and what do you think of the 2% rule here in, in Mauritius, Dave? It's an interesting concept, but what we find in most international and domestic businesses, they already have a mission or a mandate that they will be socially responsible and give back to local communities, which could include global communities. So they encourage their staff to get involved in charities, in foundations, get on the board and contribute their services. And what we found today on a very interesting panel was that the younger generations, while they don't have the funds, are willing to support organizations through their services. So while the mandate or tax, I think in the government of the US at least, that's already baked into our global tax or domestic tax and funds are allocated in the normal ways. So it's two ways to do it. But at the end of the day, the funds that are needed to solve problems really is not available to the, all the issues in the world to solve. So keep going. Yes, thank you. I think, um, so you, you mentioned um, organizational purpose and, and the mission of, of, uh, of the business in your answer. And um, someone today mentioned the empowerment of life. And I thought that was a very, uh, very nice and, and interesting concept. And, um, yeah, to, to that point, um, we, ha we had the guest speaker today from the UNDP, and she gave a really interesting example about a herbal tea business um, going international, actually, and empowering a group of women to, um, yeah, to do that and to, to pursue their mission. Um, Clancy, I know that you work very closely with the UNDP. Can you tell us a little bit more about this particular case? Uh, yes, we work with UNDP as we also work with World Bank and uh, a few of the big uh, uh, 
uh, agencies funding uh, charities and uh, not-for-profit. And we have got a lot of those nice stories of, um, you know, because when we, first of all, if you examine the, the challenges which are faced by, by NFPs, uh, it's not only money, right? Money is one aspect, but uh, in fact, the, 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 the main uh, challenges they face is empowerment. So to that, we can empower them. And then there is the aspect of training. There is the aspect of, you know, getting everything in order, bringing in accounting, bringing in IT, so that they get the resources in order to manage and move forward. We've got very nice stories. We're working with UNDP, and I would like to, to just to, to mention uh, the example of uh, a few women uh, who were not in employment and who decided to, uh, to, to, to grow tea and to dry it up and to give it a brand and just to, just to put it in the, in the packs and uh, bring it to market. And there was a leader among them who had been working previously, you know, in uh, other industries and who was helping them. And that was a very big drive because these people have been able, with that brand, to produce at least some eight types of teas. And they have been working uh, in different countries and they were exporting. And what was the big challenge and that we are very proud of is that they have been exporting to China. So can you imagine uh, women in business starting an NGO and exporting tea to China? This is a big example. We've got a very nice example also of uh, farmers uh, who have been empowered to plant to, uh, uh, tomato, potato, and uh, you know beans on the roof of their houses in Seychelles uh, in order to make them participate in the supply chain. So these have been funded by UNDP, and we had the opportunity, ourselves, our firm, to work on those projects. And these are nice stories of empowerment where people uh, are being given, you know, uh, uh, even fishermen, we are not giving them the fish, we are giving them the ways of catching the fish and to bring them on the, on the market. So we have got quite a number of uh, nice stories, and uh, the, the representative of UNDP today uh, gave us uh, some insight about that. And also, she seemed to be very proud that uh, to have participated and to have empowered such a lot of people. I think this is the way that we have to go with uh, not-for-profit businesses. It means that uh, there is not only the biggest challenge is, of course, money. They need funding. But apart from that, there is a, a host of opportunities uh, that, uh, that present uh, you know, in the sector. And, of course, if we look at it from a business point of view, so... This is where a uh, network and firms of accountant and consultant can contribute in order to make them integrate really and integrate a lot of people who are at the lower end uh, of, the, of the economy uh, to come in, to come up, right, and to be empowered and earn a decent living and help, right, uh, to address those challenges that we are facing in this third world here, which is poverty, social integration and unemployment. Thank you, Clancy. Yes, I think those are some really good examples of, um, like you said, empowerment of life and uh, to help to the development of the continent. Um, I think maybe to, just to, to wrap up our conversation, Dave, I would like to ask you, you you've, you've been here for a couple of days, um, you've, you've worked with Clancy a lot in the past, of course, to, to those outside of the continent, what would be like your, the main thing that you want people to know about? Well, just going back to the point of empowerment, uh, what we find is empowerment is a pay-forward and give-back opportunity. So those that are down on their luck, when they learn from other empowered people, they will be inspired and go forward. 
But at the end of the day, we do have a social responsibility to help those that might need our help and not to the level of social um, levels that we are at. So it's all about taking your businesses, taking your personal life, and give it meaning by helping others. Great. That's a very nice closing. Thank you very much both for taking time to talk to us. Thank and you. we'll speak again soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more information about this topic and other cross-border business insights, visit www.hlb.global forward slash insights.